Wow. Oscars 2022 are in the books. And unlike most years where nobody really cares anything about the Oscars, this one turned out to be eventful, mainly because of uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face. And I hate to see it. I hate to see black icons going at it and then getting dragged by the Internet the next day. So that's really all I have to say about that. Um, I might come back later on because this is going to be a two-parter. Did the annual Oscars episode with my movie buddy Libby B. And the first one, we break down the performances and the year in movies as we saw it, some of the themes, a few cool ideas, and then even some of the technical awards, you know, give the people the flowers for making the beautiful movies that they make. So that was really, really cool. And then I'm going to come back our analysis of the top movies of the year and what we thought was going to win and what we really liked ourselves. We weren't too far off as usual. We're getting kind of good at this thing. So, you know, check it out. I hope you enjoy it. And special shout out to all the winners. They really seem to kind of spread the love around this year. Awarded Drive My Car in the foreign category. Awarded Coda for Best Picture. uh, Gave uh, Jane Campion, Love It Director for Power of the Dog, Belfast won a screenplay script. Um, it was really a fascinating year. So check some of these movies out. If you watch the Oscars, you got a show. Go easy with the rhetoric, though. Go easy with the rhetoric. Will Smith was wrong. And I'll get to that later on, like I said, or maybe I won't, but... Calling him a criminal and a deviant and all of that stuff. You don't know what this man's life is like. You don't know what's going on in his head. So relax a little bit. More compassion, less hate. And that goes for people that put their hands on people like Will Smith. Keep your hands to yourself. Life will be so much better, so much easier. Uh, Much love. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll catch you on the flip in a couple days with the other side. Peace. And we are back in the Hugo Studios, real talk, frankly speaking style, with my movie buddy, Libby B. Hey, Frank, what's going on? You know what it is. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't even seen you in a while, so I'm excited to, excited to see you, excited to talk about the Oscars, talk about movies. What was the last time we saw each other? Was it the Macbeth? I think so, yeah. Was that this year? It was January, yeah, I'm pretty wow. sure. Yeah. Yes. It's been a while. <laughs> wow. And I haven't really been back to the movies a lot since then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I you did, were traveling. I was doing a lot of traveling. Yeah. The family. Got to see the family. Yeah. And then, of course, because I'm a movie guy, I dragged my family out right? to see <laughs> one of my favorite movies of the year, but we'll get to mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But we are here to talk about the movies, and as usual, it is Oscar time. We always get together and we kind of give our thoughts on it, our mm-hmm. prognostications mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff. It's 2022 and we're back for the 2021 slate of movies. What did you yeah. think about the slate of movies? The movies overall, I mean, 
Well, I, was, I do have a ranking this year, okay. Okay. <laughs> which is not, not typical for me. But um, overall, I liked them. There were only a couple of best pictures, that pe- best picture nominees that I really just didn't enjoy. They just weren't my thing. So overall, I liked them. Um, kind of interesting. You asked me if there were any movies that I thought were left out. Not a best picture. Um, not a best picture. No. I mean, maybe maybe a couple that a couple of movies that... I would have thought might have gotten an actor nod, but but no. See, I, I actually, I'm going to just blurt it out right okay. now. First of all, I think Spider-Man Far From Home should have been nominated for Best Picture. Of course. That was a major debate. Major debate. I, I just really feel as though it accomplished what it wanted to as a movie mm-hmm. in a broad and audacious way. Mm-hmm. Was it the best movie of the year? To a lot of people, it was. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really, really was. If the right. movie is good, it shouldn't matter if it's a blockbuster or, or it's this genre or that genre. Occasionally, a Lion King should get nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie should get nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. If, and it would not have bothered. That would not have bothered me at all if it had been. I'm not sure exactly how where I would where I would place it in the in the Best Picture nominees. What I would eliminate, but it wouldn't have upset me if Spider-Man had gotten nominated. And it would upset a lot of people. It, w- it would I, have. I understand, yeah. you know, in the yeah. whole Marvel, <laughs> you know, I, I did see a lot of Marvel movies this year. Well, there were a lot of Marvel movies yes, this year. Yes, there were. And Disney Plus. And yeah. it dominated a lot of airspace and even time. But that's something that me and Sis talk about. And we may come mm-hmm. back and mm-hmm. bring you in for the conversation on more Marvel. Okay. We're going to leave it at that. For okay. Now. But on the other side, digging even deeper to what I call... The A24 Cinematic Universe. Sure, yeah. So I have this theory in my head that all of these movies are connected in the same world. And some of the more fantastical stuff happened in the past and historically. Okay. And some of it is happening all at the same time. Okay. So the same world that Lady Bird is in, mm-hmm. both Hereditary and Midsommar and like Good Time with Robert Pattinson, all of that is in the same kind of gritty, <laughs> dark... <laughs> Crazy A24 Okay, world. and I think one of our favorites from last year was also A24, Minari. Minari. Yep. Which we saw in 2021. Right. Even though it was nominated for the 2020, sure, we saw yeah. it in 2021. Yeah. We saw Zola. Mm-hmm. That was oh, also that's A24. Right. Mm-hmm. We saw the Shakespeare Macbeth tragedy, tragedy Macbeth. Macbeth. That, okay. That was A24. You did not take the plunge and see <laughs> Lamb with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody did, and everybody that I've told about Lamb look at me like, you're crazy. You're a crazy person. Why would you go see Lamb? So that was an Icelandic movie? That was an Icelandic movie. I don't. I still don't know what genre you would call it. Okay. Fantastical family drama thriller. Hmm. Okay. Horror. Okay. <laughs> I, I hadn't learned... Not a single thing about the movie before I watched it. That, uh, that's my favorite thing to do. I had no idea yeah. any of the shenanigans that were about to ensue. Yeah. My mind was blown the entire time. Yeah. And I would then, say for me, like, low expectations and or not knowing anything about the movie, That's those are the movies I'm going to enjoy the most. So much fun. Yeah. Especially if it's a weird one. Yeah. And you walk into it. One more that didn't get a lot of nominations, if any, A24, again, one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. of the year, The Green Knight. Mm-hmm. The Green Knight had me in the movie theater with my brain just scrambled like eggs the entire time. As soon as I walked in and this humming sound 
and then the image, and then the image burst into flames, and then it just completely takes you out of it to dripping water in a, in a bucket. Wow, okay. I was like, I'm here for this. <laughs> and it only got progressively weirder and weirder. Okay, well, I might have to check that one out. I, I, I wasn't going to prioritize that one last year, but... <laughs> if it had been nominated for some Oscars... If it had been, I told you at the time, yes. if, it was gonna, if it was nominated, I would watch it. Yeah, But it was not, <laughs> so there was no reason to. Yeah, but it, it, it might go on my list for, uh, you know, rainy Sunday or something. Rainy Sunday. <laughs> when you just want, when you want to watch a movie that you're going to be like, I don't understand. <laughs> what? Why? Huh? <laughs> Okay. Well, I wanted to. I didn't. I didn't actually do the count, but I wanted to start a new feature where we had uh, the number of movies that are on my to watch list. Oh wow! <laughs> but I didn't actually do it. We'll do that next. Okay, time. but it's That's somewhere between, idea. and I was going to eliminate the ones that I'd already seen. I, it's somewhere between seven fifty and eight hundred. <laughs> so. Wow. That's the thing I love about movies. I, I I love suggesting a movie that I know a person is really going to dig. Mm-hmm, they haven't mm-hmm. seen it, but it's kind of right up their alley, and mm-hmm. it's a good movie, a well-made movie. And they watch it, and they're like, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of segue. Okay. What were some of the movies this year that were notable to you in terms of non-Oscar movies? Okay, but as far as just notable, just, just notable recommending. Um, I, I mean, Zola uh, was an interesting one um, based on a Twitter thread. Twitter thread. <laughs> wild, wild and crazy weekend. <laughs> um, Shenanigans ensue. Yeah, that was that was really interesting. I thought it was just this year of being. Um, the kind of the year of the musical there were a couple of a couple of musicals that i think were supposed to come out in 2020 that were delayed i think west side story was one of those so i don't know i mean it doesn't seem to me like musical there's normally a lot of musicals that come out but this just had so many i mean i saw five and then when you get into like Encanto would have been oh, is a musical. Encanto well, was I, one of the five. So which well, five I didn't did see. You... I didn't see it. So oh. I didn't, so I didn't count it. But um, I saw In the Heights, Dear Evan Hansen, West Side Story, Tick Tick Boom, and Cyrano. I fell asleep on Tick Tick Boom. You did okay. So I did not mm-hmm. finish it. But okay. I got enough of the acting in the story. Yeah. But I did yeah. not. I liked it. I, I really I that was probably my favorite. Well, except for West Side Story, that. West Side Story is tough for me because I really didn't think it needed to be remade, but then I really did enjoy it. Um, and I thought some of the changes were really good, really positive. With Tick, Tick, Boom, I didn't know a lot. Like, I, I learned learned about, you know, the creator of Rent. And um, so that was really cool. And I liked a lot of the music. So um, I heard Evan Hansen was terrible. Well, Absolutely horrible. It's, I mean, some people just don't like the story. They just think that the story is really messed up like where he a fraud yeah yeah i don't like movies about frauds yeah that's probably part of it's a musical and it's a movie about a fraud no, I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah and you're not a musical person at all so i was really i'm impressed that you tried with tick tick boom i was impressed that you told me that you'd seen west side story before even I, before the nominations came out I, tr- I keep an open mind okay i do but every time it's a fatal flaw mm-hmm 
I lose track of the story completely mm-hmm. when they start singing. It's like a reset every time. It takes mm-hmm. me out of the movie. My head starts spinning. Then I'm like, do I need to listen to the lyrics? Mm-hmm. And then if I start listening to the music, then it takes me out again. I'm like, this movie, why are we singing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. just have a hard time. Although Tick, Tick, Boom did it creatively where it's like we're in a movie. Right. Yeah, we're... We're seeing, yeah, it, so, yeah, yeah, it was a little different. It, it, it was it, more like performances, kind of like exactly. uh, like Pitch Perfect, or you know, like that kind of thing. Exactly. But some story elements in the in the in the songs, but not as much as other. And it's other about musicals. music, so therefore, it's more palatable right. for music to happen. Where on the flip side, West Side Story is one of the type of movies where I'm like, I would rather watch it as a drama, but. Mm-hmm. That's basically Romeo and Juliet anyway. Mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. are other iterations, and West Side Story is West Side Story. I have not seen the original West Side Story, folks. Mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain is coming out in theaters next month. Oh, for like a fa- uh, fathom? Yes, and I think I'm going to go see it so that I can finally watch Singing in the Rain. Okay, okay, well, I might be up for that. Singing in the Rain. <laughs> That's the only thing I know about this movie, folks. He's, he's got the, the, <laughs> the little yeah, I've, I've never seen it, not all the way through. Word. I mean, I may have seen, I'm sure I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen, I've never, haven't ever sat down and watched it, so. Word. Well, now we're going to segue really quickly into how we sit down and watch movies. I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. Movies or streaming, especially in terms of a, an actual movie, like, not one of these fake streamers. Or yeah. Theaters are streaming. Yeah. Theaters are streaming. Um, I mean, theaters, 100%. No, no doubt. I mean. The accessibility and the homeness is not the jam. I mean, it's it's good. I mean, I'm glad that, that I'm glad that it exists, especially after a theater release. Um, you know, I'm glad that you don't just have, you know, four weeks to see a movie and that's it. You lose your shot. True. But if I if there's any way that I can get there to see a movie in the theater, especially a big one like a Dune, a West Side Story, anything that needs concentration, I wanna I wanna see it in the theater. That's the thing. The concentration part mm-hmm. is so different. I, I watched Drive My Car, mm-hmm. which, again, we'll be talking about a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. But I watched it at home because I could not see it in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. No, there was no option. Still has not been any option. Yeah. It's I think it's coming out, out next weekend. Next week. Yeah. But it's either 12 o'clock noon and... Or 10 o'clock at night. Right. Yeah, that was weird. No yeah. respect for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no respect. Yeah. And then I'm going to be in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to see it anyway. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch it on HBO Max. And to be honest, I, I hit pause and went and got some food a mm-hmm. couple times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, went to the bathroom and hit pause a couple times. Mm-hmm. And early on, I was like, mm-hmm. It clicked. Mm-hmm. But I wish I had seen it in theaters because mm-hmm. the beginning of it is, it gets you. It gets right, you. right. And then it kind of resets. And then you had to build up the momentum again. Mm-hmm. And at home, sometimes when movies mess with the pace, mm-hmm. it messes with my attention. Right, right. And that goes for blockbusters too. Mm-hmm. After a big action scene, sometimes I'm like, oh, that was dope. Right. And then I like kind of turn my brain off right? or go get something to eat or grab another beer or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With Drive My Car, I mean, it, it took me it took me all day to watch it. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? 
best way to Just, you know, I took, I took some breaks. I um, didn't fall asleep during the movie, but, you know, took a nap. <laughs> I paused it and took a nap. Um, <laughs> I think it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I did really enjoy it. But just with the um, it being in Japanese for the most part, it, some, it, some other languages as well. But, um, yeah, just, just kind of difficult to uh, take in. And just wanting to be able to take it in and understand what was happening, you know, there was some pausing, some rewinding, some taking chopped breaks. Screwed, yeah, chopped and screwed. I feel yeah. you. And it was very meditative as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was a lot going on while nothing was going on. Right. And there was a lot of expressiveness, but not a lot of action. And normally, I like propulsive mm-hmm, movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and plus, like, a, pl- a movie about a play, I, like, I wanted to know more about the play. <laughs> so I'm starting to, like, Uncle you know, Vanya. look at, yeah, Uncle Vanya. So I'm starting to look into the play and read about that a little bit. That was so. what was so fascinating about that movie to me is the fact that I didn't even think about people in other countries doing different plays mm-hmm. in their language. Mm-hmm. And then the, the ideas of different languages doing this play, including sign language. Right. Yes. I wish I had seen that in theaters. I really do. I think had I seen it in theaters, I would have had a higher opinion of it, Mm -hmm. even though I really, really was into the movie. But, I mean, it was a three-hour movie, so could you have sat there for three hours? I sat through nine days of the Irish movie. (laughs) That's true. Okay, and you didn't get up? One time. Okay. Okay. One time. I watched that. I watched this man take three hours to open a door, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then somebody closed the door, <laughs> and he can't take three more hours to open it. I was like, this movie is out of control right now. Right. I love you, Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. I get what he was trying to do. He was mm-hmm. trying to show how hard it is for these old head scumbags out here mm-hmm. when they out of their scumbag prime. Mm-hmm. But he took nine days to do it. <laughs> I was sitting in the RS League for nine days. Like, I'm going to get out any minute now. Yeah. Any minute now. Yeah. And the other thing is that you can't even, like, you know, for a, for a theater, you know, one. One benefit of streaming is that you can see see how long's le- how much how much time is left. <laughs> if you really need to, see, if you really need to see how much time is left. And I think that movie was playing at like eight o'clock because it was only yeah. like one time. It was that like, it was one of those like Netflix movies that they just showed. Exactly. Um, the movie the uh, film society showed for just one or two nights. Shout out to the film society yeah. that year was Dolomite Irishman. Wedding Mar- story? Marriage story. Marriage story. Yeah. Yeah, not wedding. Uh, yeah. Divorce story, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we saw Jojo Rabbit. That was a great year. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go on to the next topic, I'm just going to ask you a question that you might not be prepared for. Okay. But of the Oscar movies that you watched this mm-hmm. year, how does it compare to, honestly, what was a very bare year last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but still had a few gems hidden there? Mm-hmm. And then it was a loaded year, if you recall, 2019. Yeah, definitely better than last year, but not as good as 2019. I mean, 2019 was Parasite, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon Once a Time in Time Hollywood. <laughs> Divorce Story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Marriage, <laughs> Marriage story. story. Yeah, The Irishman, Irishman. all that. Yeah. Good year. Solid yeah. year. It was good to be back in theaters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say that I kind of feel like theaters did come back. 
I mean, there were lots of lots of movies that I saw in an empty theater, but some of the the, but the more popular ones, I was in a crowded theater. Like the, like those Marvel movies were crowded. Marvel movies. I went to yeah. see. I'm a, I am a movie nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Capital N E R D, like mm-hmm. Pharrell Williams. Mm-hmm. I went to see Spider Man the first showing. Ah, okay. The Thursday that it came out. Okay. Funny story. I'm there with my my cool ass boss, homeboy, <laughs> Philly guy. Shout out to Drew. Mm. You the man. <laughs> we went to see Spider Man IMAX ah, up in okay. Concord. We ah. had a fantastic time. It's people dressed like Spider Man. People <laughs> taking pictures. Uh-huh. The crowd oohed and odd when all the new characters came out. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. We walk out. And Drew's oh. younger brother, Paul, he a young bull. Mm-hmm. He don't understand how this works. He don't mean no harm. Mm-hmm. But he just blabbing he about yells the movie. Out. Just blabbing about <laughs> yeah. the movie. Yells out a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Number of them just yeah. loudly talking. Yeah. And we like, yo, you got to calm down. <laughs> and one young lady was like, I wish he would just shut up. <laughs> Like yeah, we gotta go. We gotta yeah, go. yeah. I saw it several weeks into the run. I'm not sure what what, what my delay was, but um, I had been spoiled on the casting. Uh, it didn't uh, it didn't ruin it for me, but I had I did hear it. See, I'd have beat somebody up. Yeah, I think I, I saw. I, I, I think I saw. It. Nobody told me. I mean, I think I saw it on a Facebook page. Yeah, they just so, they just once yeah. once the weekend was over, yeah. they were like, Yay. yeah. But it wasn't, and it wasn't even. It was like who should win. Most, you know, like not not necessarily best actor, but best year. It, so. it, at this point, there's no reason to spoil it. We're talking about <laughs> no, Marvel. No, of course not. Time. Yeah. And okay. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to hop back and talk about some of these specific performances. All right. Cool, cool. So now we have the acting awards and performances, and so mm-hmm. we have to give some love to them as well. Right, right. Who was nominated for the uh, best... Supporting Actor and Supporting Actress Awards. Okay, Best Supporting Actor. Some of these I'm going to have to tell you the character because I don't know how to pronounce the, I don't know how to pronounce the actor's name. Okay. Kieran Hines uh, from Belfast, the grandfather in mm-hmm. Belfast. Yep. And, and uh, J.K. Simmons in Being in the Ricardos. Okay. Jesse Plemons from The Power of the Dog. Okay. Cody Smith McPhee from The Power of the Dog uh-huh. who played the um, stepson. The stepson. And then Troy Kotzer from Coda, the dad. Give it to the dad. The rest of them, nah. I I agree. That's my um that would be my favorite performance. I think my prediction for that would probably is probably gonna be the stepson in Power of the Dog. Yeah, he is. He was really good, but nah. When you play weird, I don't like just mm-hmm. giving people Oscars for yeah. being weird. I agree. No. I agree. The yeah. Should we should we take a second to talk about being the Ricardos? You talk about two thumbs down. Did you see it? I not really no. I tried. I tried. Okay. I tr- I really tried uh-huh. to watch this movie, uh-huh. and I was just appalled by how un I Love Lucy it was. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was disrespecting I Love Lucy a little bit. Like it was mm-hmm. intentionally being chintzy to disrespect that show as chintzy, and then mm-hmm. turning Lucy into like I don't care who Lucy is. She don't mean nothing to me. This mm-hmm. is what I think of her. Like nah. Not okay. Okay. Well, it definitely was not my favorite movie of the year. Um, but um, but I, I definitely liked it more than you did. Um, I feel like that the acting, 
I liked the scenes that were um, like the behind the scenes stuff. I liked the way the script was set up, but I did not like the scenes where they were imitating the show because that's like, you know, the way it's set up is like it's behind the, behind the scenes one week in filming. And so it shows you, you know, their uh, conflicts and things behind the scenes, but then it also talks about, uh, but then it also does show um, them reenacting an actual episode of the show. And that I didn't care for at all. I, I don't understand how people just take creative license and put their spin on people. Mm-hmm. I don't like biopics. Yeah. And I, I just feel like yeah. it's not true. You're, you're, yeah. just, you're just spinning a, a yarn. Yeah. And there's no, at this point, we should just understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do that, I feel like you should be doing it responsibly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that movie was not responsibly done. And I kind of wonder why Why was Nicole Kidman, it, it, did she just want to do it? Like, why Why was she the choice? Was it Was it because she has red hair? <laughs> like, I mean, that, it just doesn't... Um, Track. Yeah, I just... she said yes, and he's like, he didn't care. He did not care about Lucille Ball. Aaron Sorkin. He was, yeah. yes. Okay. He was he cared about his words and his script, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's the thing. He even said as much after the fact. He really? said he does okay. not like. I love Lucy. At really? All, okay. At all. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I really did. I I found it interesting the way that the script was set up. Um, I you know I don't know should have been nominated for you know best screenplay. I I don't in one of the categories. I don't know, but um. So who was nominated against her in the best, best supporting? Uh, or well, be- best, best actress. actress. I'm sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, and best actress. Uh, Jessica Chastain from The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Kristen Stewart from Spencer, Olivia Coleman from The Lost Daughter, and Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. I didn't see Parallel Mothers. Mm-hmm. That that Lost Daughter was not, it, it was, nah, it, I expected more out of it. Mm-hmm. That's, that feels like one of those Netflix movies that just underwhelms. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was interesting, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, it definitely yeah, it was wasn't. Fine. It yeah, was okay. yeah, it wasn't. One they of my love favorites. Olivia Coleman. She's yeah. she's really good. But nah, nah. if I had to put my money on it, I would say I bet Olivia Coleman wins. They can't give Olivia Coleman another Oscar. Really? She just got one for favorite. That was a couple. That was at least three years they, ago. This this Oscar for me, it has to go to Jessica Chastain. Well, I that's my pick. That's my favorite. I, I totally agree it. with I that. I think she gets okay. it. Okay. Well, I hope so. I hope you're right. I, I can't see them giving Olivia Coleman another one. They do love her, but to mm-hmm. give her two when so many people, so many famous mm-hmm. people don't have two, mm-hmm. and for a performance like this that isn't just like a standout. Yeah. I think. Jessica Chastain, although Kristen Stewart was so out of type, I guess. Mm-hmm, I don't know mm-hmm. her well enough, but she really yeah. did have, she, it's interesting because I don't know enough about Princess Diana, mm-hmm. but she did, she was able to channel parts of Princess Diana. Mm-hmm. Technically, I should feel the same way to keep it consistent as I did about Lucy, but I just don't know enough about mm-hmm. her. If I knew her better, I probably would feel the same way and be like, I don't like biopics, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. felt like this story was really interesting and mm-hmm. she really did something interesting with Princess Diana. And it took a little bit of a different turn, like with the, where it kind of had some elements of horror. Yeah, it got um, creepy. But... Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, this is really the only category that I would be upset like I, I it would make me mad if Nicole Kidman wins I mean that's it's unnecessary yeah it's unnecessary. I mean, she already has an Oscar exactly. I, I believe so then yeah Javier is he nominated he is yeah Dang, yeah wow so the the actors are um he's he's oh my gosh <laughs> actors are Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom 
Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, and Will Smith for King Richard. You know, black fist in the mm-hmm. air. I will be highly upset if they give it to Cumberbun over Will Smith. <laughs> I just will. I just yeah. will. Yeah. I would say I'd say give it to Will. I mean, I could even see, I mean, you know, we didn't really like the movie, but I mean, Shakespeare performance from Denzel Washington. I mean Give it to Will. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, do not mess this okay. up. Okay. Do not. Because it's it's too easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, that was the point of the movie. That was kind of the point of the movie. But he he, he yeah. did what he was supposed <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah. Like, that's that's the thing that upsets yeah. me. You know how I feel about this. Uh-huh. When black people, the the standard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like, uh, it's fine, but it's not that. Mm-hmm. You, no, like, it's, it's exactly what you give out awards for. That's how you do it all the right. time. A big right. famous actor who's due for an award mm-hmm. gives an award-worthy performance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's his time. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear Benedict Cumberbatch was better because he yeah. really wasn't, and he's not that great an actor. Mm-hmm. He's Doctor Strange. Y'all don't love Marvel <laughs> anyway. And Oops. I didn't really even Spoiler. think that the performance was... <laughs> Which... <laughs> I mean, I well, we already said we already said that, yeah. but like, I don't really think that their performance was, you know, over the top good or anything like that. I mean, it was fine. I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. is a good actor yeah. like that. He okay. never sets the screen on fire. Okay, he was mean at points in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, that was the script. Yeah. He ain't do anything when he was slapping the horse with his jacket other than yeah. slap the horse with the jacket, which yeah. I don't, I, I'm like, yo, Jane Campion, you letting this man slap yeah. the horse with a jacket? Yeah. Well, I'm for, sure, I'm sure no animals were harmed in the filming, but, um, but I do. Ask the animal if he wanted to be slapped in the face with <laughs> Cumberbund's jacket. I'm sure it was special effects or something. Yeah. You know, I'm sure they, they would, yeah, we would have heard about it if it was, <laughs> if there was something, you know, with the animals. But the, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely would say give it to Will. Give it to Will. Give it to Will. Do the right thing. Okay. So, uh, best supporting actress, Ariana DeBose, West Side Story, Uh-oh. the, the mom in, uh, King Richard. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Awani uh, Ellis, Ellis. Um, Jesse Buckley, The Lost Daughter, Judy Dench, Belfast, and Kirsten Dunst, The Power of the Dog. Who'd you say first? Ariana DeBose, West Side Story, the Anita from yeah, West Side Story. She's getting it. I, I thought I, I feel like she's the favorite. Um, I yeah. definitely that's definitely my pick. I mean, I would say the mom in King Richard is a close second, but um, yes. but I think it would be really cool if Anita wins. If West Side Story wins Best Picture and Anita wins Best Supporting Actress, that's what happened in, you know, 1961 or whatever. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that Marley Matlin's not on there. So Jennifer Lawrence did not get nominated for anything. No No. acting for Don't Look Up. I would say, and that would, I would say that's where, that's where I would see a snub. I mean, Respect wasn't a great movie. I enjoyed it. I felt like I learned things. It's a certain a biopic, <laughs> the um, black trauma, you know, but, but I did like it. But yeah, I would say that that is kind of a snub that she wasn't really even in the, in the conversation. Yeah, this is, this people is... think that Lady Gaga was a snub. I do not. No, she was terrible. <laughs> she it really was entertaining. Yeah. She was I, the only entertaining part about that terrible movie. I enjoy, I enjoyed the movie. I, it's definitely a bad movie, but it I still was, enjoyed it. It was entertaining because of her. But yeah. <laughs> if it, Adam Driver, it was poorly cast. It, it felt oh, that's like that's right. I forgot about him. The movie yeah. should have been campier. Yeah, 
it just should have leaned into the king. Well, I think it tried with the Jared Leto. I think you he think was, he was serious. He was going all in. He yeah. was going all in. <laughs> Why would that you was, doing this to me? That was one where I had pulled up the cast on my phone, seeing the theater. Pulled up the cast. I'm looking. I'm like Jared Leto. Who's Jared Leto? You know, and I just I kept expecting him to pop up, and then when I realized at the end who he was, and I was like, he's been in the movie the whole time, and I can't. It dawned on me at some point. Yeah. I was like, what is going on here? I was like, that better not. That's Jared Leto, and the whole rest of the movie, I was watching a Jared Leto, and yeah. I'm like, he's not even Italian. Huh? <laughs> That's like Italian blackface performance. Yeah. There. Goodness gracious. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Well, okay. we'll leave it on that one. <laughs> Back at it. Don't want to leave out the technical aspect of it like the Oscars are about to do here. <laughs> Just going to leave all the technical people on the sidelines, you mm-hmm. know, not giving mm-hmm. them shine. We're going to give you your flowers and, you know, wax little bit about some of the technical stuff because okay. we were talking about how the movie experiences and all of that stuff, and you were saying... That Doom was packed, right? Yes. I um, I saw what felt like was going to be the last uh, showing of Dune in Charlotte in 2021. And so I felt like I had to go, but it was packed. And I, that was really the one movie that, movie that I saw where I was actually sitting next to people and where, I mean, with COVID and everything, I felt slightly uncomfortable. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not too bad, but I, not enough that I didn't go, but because <laughs> yeah. I had to see that in the theater. I knew, like, I was like, if I have to see this, if I have to watch this movie at home, I will never get through it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, just because it's not really my thing, just the sci-fi. And I hear you in it. Yeah. But, um, but it, it was beautiful. Again. Mm-hmm. Home versus theaters. Yes. I watched it at home first. Okay. I'm not a big Dune guy, to be right. honest. Mm-hmm. So I was I was about to go on another trip, mm-hmm. and I had time, and it just came out. I was like, I'm going to be up anyway, waiting for my flight, because I'm so antsy the night before. I see. Let okay. me watch this Dune. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Dune, and I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. And when the projector, it's still intriguing. I'm still into it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I need to see this in theaters. I have to. And technically, it is a marvel. It's one of the best-looking movies I've ever seen on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the way that the effects are. I've seen a lot of sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. especially on the big screen, because I'm not a huge sci-fi guy like that, but some of my favorite movies are sci-fi. Right. And so when they're like the big, bold sci-fi movies, count me in. But mm-hmm. if it's not quite that tier, probably won't watch it in theaters or at home. Mm-hmm. And Denny Villeneuve, he, what he does, he's done Arrival now. He's done Prisoners now. Okay. He just has a look. Sicario. Mm-hmm. That all, uh, Blade Runner 2049. Have you seen that? I didn't, no. That's, a, that's another three-hour movie. <laughs> With half of it, they talking quietly and it's mm. dark, but it looks like a kajillion bucks. Mm. Okay. So shout out to the whole camera work game in 2021. Because Dune's camera work was absolutely exquisite. Love the way that it got the darks and the shadows. Just had a whole scope and range and feel. It was amazing. 
That movie cracked me up because the bad guys were in such squalor and so angry. David Batista, let me kill him, sir. Please, sir. And he had to face paint and look pale. And they had no light. And everybody was pale and crazy looking. These bad guys really don't like these other people. You know, Timothy Chalamet, he fake fighting and everything. He minding his business. Dave Batista waiting on his downfall. Like, <laughs> we're going to kill him, sir. Yeah. And it's raining all the time. And Stellan Skarsgård is floating in the air, draped in all. Sound design, fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The art design, fantastic. Whoever, like, mocked those ideas mm-hmm. first to then actually do the computer design for, like, the flying bug ships and things of nature, mm-hmm. that was incredible. There's a lot of movies that were coming out that were doing things with lighting. Yes. And not lighting, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking of Nightmare Alley. I felt like is some I just felt like it was I was watching it in the dark and I didn't know what I didn't know I, I didn't know who was on screen at, at certain times. It felt like not for the entire movie, but for in the beginning. I expected more freakishness from the cinematography and stuff, Mm -hmm. because I'm used to Guillermo del Toro's movies being, like, weird. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he made one of my favorite movies of all time, (laughs) Shape of Water. If you have not seen Shape of Water, definitely check out Shape of Water, one of my favorite movies of all time. He's he's being sarcastic. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But, no, don't check out Shape of Water. Go watch The Lady Banging the Fish Man. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it, but just based on what you're based on what I'm you've said, you, I, I mean, know you're being sarcastic. Again, it's a romance between a, 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 a mute lady and a fish man. It gets kind of sexual and weird. It sounds great. Just, one of my favorite movies of all time, folks. If you haven't seen Shape of Water. Goodness. That one best picture. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oscars be dating. I don't understand. Yeah. A lot of shadows. Some of the movies like Drive my car. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully shot because some it was a lot of driving, mm-hmm. and sometimes they would show the car and it would be driving backwards, or the camera would make it look like it was driving backwards. Mm-hmm. They kind of had it sp- speed up, um, yes. a little bit, yeah. And then the movie was so like slow and deliberate that sometimes they're just in places being like pouty or mopey. That mm-hmm. ha- it was just a very well-made movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of that cinematography. That's one of the most important things to me, I think. Mm-hmm. One last one, and then I'll pass it off to you. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. West Side Story. Okay. Steven Spielberg is a master classman. Okay. He just is able to transport you to a world Again, that you may have seen before, but not the way he does it. Mm-hmm. He makes you pay attention. And the shots and the the way the, the clothes would spin sometimes, and mm-hmm. the cinema photography mixed with the choreography, the way they would go up the, the stairs and mm-hmm. the camera would like swoop in a way that's very Steven Spielberg, where he's like transporting you around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Magnificent. Yeah, um, I mean, I thought that one, now that you're saying that, yeah, I mean, just this, I guess this is more set design, but with construction facility, you know, all the construction going around, going on, I don't really remember, I mean, I think the original movie is a little bit more, like, scaled back as far as, you know, it's based, it's from a stage play, so it's kind of like, just minimal 
as far as the as far as the set but this one you know really did step it up with the set so so yeah so that is interesting now that now that you say that that's the little things we mm -hmm. forget about costume design right set right. design yeah um the uh tragedy of macbeth i thought the cinematography and that was really was really cool i mean that it, it was kind of a is a little bit of a tough watch i've read macbeth yeah i've seen different versions of macbeth mm -hmm. We had closed captions for Macbeth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's Denzel Washington mm -hmm. and Francis McDormand. Mm -hmm. And they might as well have been singing in Chinese yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. And but, we attended that with a English teacher. <laughs> and she was not impressed. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> at least Denzel Washington could have been handsome. But, it, I mean, it was pretty, like, with the... Um, Gorgeous. The birds and the uh, and the, uh, gray sky and things like that, so... The shadows yeah. on that movie mm -hmm. looked like a million bucks, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. That was... You're absolutely right. In fact, yeah. that might have been my favorite shot movie of the year. Really? Okay. Because that was the only real thing that was memorable about it. Right, I yeah. had such a hard time with mm -hmm. it, but the way he would just stand there in this castle and... The shadow would look, and you could it would maybe make it look like he was looking in one of those paintings that just keeps going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you hear like a squawk of a bird, and then you would see like a scary-looking bird fly by real mm -hmm, quick, mm -hmm. like a shot of like how terrifying a bird or like a crow or whatever would look flying by, and you're like, okay. And then they start with this down wine hither thys man. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I mean, some of the, some of the vocabulary, I mean, you know, the thou and stuff like that. I mean, that's fine. I can get past that. But the, like they, there was a lot of use of the word thane in the, uh, in the, you know, first 30 minutes of the movie or so. And I was like, what does that mean? You know? I, I, I knew that's the thing. It's like his rank. It's like Duke or something like that. Like I looked it up it's, later and see, found out, but as the closed captions are mm -hmm. passing, I realize yeah. I don't know what these words mean yeah. either. And that's one thing that maybe it wouldn't have bothered me if it hadn't been in closed caption, but because I could see it. No, know? I heard people I don't know. that saw it. They were like, it was unintelligible. Okay. Like, I know, I know, yeah. do not do that. Yeah. No, I was glad for the closed caption. And I've seen a couple of like AMC does that um, with a, with some movies that's kind of random that they'll pick movies to show and with uh, closed captions on the screen. And it's, and it's pretty cool to, yes. to see it like that. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm a closed caption person. I, 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 I guess I need it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I need it. <laughs> Especially at home. It helps keep me focused. It does. Because <laughs> listening to people and then sometimes they're saying things that are very important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they're acting while they're doing it. Right. And so it, it is hard to catch every word that they're saying. Mm -hmm. And people have accents and things of that nature. If this is accent involved. Mm -hmm. I need my subtitles. Absolutely, yeah. I think I think Harry Potter is where I got into. I I, I gotta have the subtitles. <laughs> Shout out to Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, but one other. Speaking of uh, closed captions, I thought it was interesting. Like for Coda, yes. it was. I felt like the closed captions were hard to read, and it's like that's in a movie that you have to have it. Because, you know, it's in American Sign Language. You have to have these closed captions. And then on Apple TV+, Plus, at least I didn't find a way that I could adjust it at all. I would have made them a little bigger. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't find a way that I could do that. So I thought that, was, I thought that was interesting. And then, at least for me, on HBO Max, on Drive My Car, some of the 
not every line, but some of the lines were cut off. Um, like if if it said steak, it would just it would cut off the K. See, nah, I, I don't know I, if that happened for you. No, absolutely not. I was mm-hmm. on alert that closed captions were acting funny and whatnot. Okay. So I was looking specifically for the subtitles. And I got the subtitled version of it. Okay. Yeah. So see, I don't know. I I was gonna look that up. I don't know the different. I don't know the difference. So closed caption is describing the movie to you. So it tells you the musical cues. Got it. Say depending on how much they want to go into it, they might say opens door or okay. door opens quietly or something like that because that's an important part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas the subtitles are just the words they're saying. Okay. And nothing else. Okay. No stage direction whatsoever. No music. Nothing like that. Okay. So interesting. I was looking for the subtitles. When you do closed captions, it's an interpretation, and a lot of the time, <laughs> it's not correct. Even subtitles sometimes mm-hmm. are not correct. Mm-hmm. I found that out. I don't remember exactly how, but I was watching John Woo movies, mm-hmm. and it had the subtitles at the bottom and then closed caption was on as well okay and you were watching what they were saying in the subtitles mm-hmm. versus the closed caption the closed mm-hmm. caption was just like somebody might as well be writing their own okay well that actually sp- explains something that's going on with my dvr where sometimes i not my dvr my dvd player where sometimes sometimes there's both and they like overlap so i have to turn i have to turn one off in one menu Versus the, you know, like the DVD menu versus the, um, versus yeah. the device menu. Exactly. So. That's funny. Interesting. Okay. I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about that. But it is interesting that like it Real. is, it does seem to be that it's somebody just like typing it, you know. But. It does seem to be that. Why is it like that? They have this, I mean, why doesn't the movie house just give the transcript people, just give the uh, close captioning people the script? <laughs> Movie nerd them. Yeah. Real talk. <laughs> Going into the deep stuff. So, yeah, that's that's the technical stuff. Any other technical movies you want to talk about? Any other technical achievements? Or... I'll just say one thing real quick about the, like, best original song. If, you know, a lot of people were upset that it wasn't uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno was not nominated for Encanto. But, I mean, I would say when has the Oscars ever cared what's popular? In response to that, they just don't care. And then also, <laughs> if if uh, that the song that was nominated is written by Lin Manuel Miranda, and if he wins, he'll have it. You got so, I'm, I'm up for I'm, that. I'm 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 not going to knock his hustle. He's not, he's not my favorite. <laughs> okay, okay. But I'm not yeah. going to knock his. Well, hustle. you're not a musical person, <laughs> and he's young, so maybe if he doesn't get it this time, he'll maybe he'll have crying. to work. He'll work harder. <laughs> People. The, the Hamilton thing. <laughs> People loved Hamilton mm-hmm. so, so, so much. So, so, so much. And the music is just whack to me. <laughs> like, it's the music is whack. I'm like, I appreciate people's love for it mm-hmm. and all of the ideas behind it mm-hmm. but it's a musical i don't really like musicals like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. and the music is like that. it's like kids bop hip-hop to mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. but not even modern day hip-hop or not even the dope 90s hip-hop mm-hmm. it's like two years ago a friend of mine <laughs> asked me to say some freestyle rhymes like <laughs> i just can't and so i like in the heights and stuff like that, I don't I don't really have the same 
love and appreciation mm-hmm. for Lynn Manuel Miranda's music whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I get it, and he's talented at what he does. Yeah. so that makes me think of something kind of kind of random kind of going back to what we're talking about before just the length of movies um how would you feel about a um like intermission in in the movie theater yes 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 Mm -hmm. and also stop making these two hour and 45 minute plus movies hollywood right i got things to do yeah i like to watch a movie and be in and out Mm -hmm. and i'm also not impressed Mm -hmm. you need editors Mm -hmm. it's not like your movie needs to be two hours and 45 minutes to any of them really yeah i i just don't understand it i like to have a soda at the movie i'm saying (laughs) james bond (laughs) was two hours and 45 minutes Mm -hmm. the first hour and a half was dope Mm -hmm. i was all in. Okay. There was an hour and 15 minutes left of mm-hmm. this movie. There was no reason for that. And mm-hmm. I was just appalled as the movie slowly crept <laughs> further and further into mm-hmm. this two hour and 45 minute runtime. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you, do you want me to walk out? Mm-hmm. Obviously I can't because I need to see what happens at the end. Right. So are you torturing me? Mm-hmm. Are you just making this movie long because you have me here? Mm-hmm. Why? And Eternals was eternal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Why? It would have been way better. So many movies that would have been better. I just saw Batman. It was three hours. Mm -hmm. Why is Batman three hours? Mm -hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, we we know who Batman is. (laughs) He's still Batman. And we know Batman. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do three hours. You don't have to give every little character this much time Mm -hmm. and do this. Mm-hmm. Definitely cut out Batman creeping and spying on Catwoman while she's undressing <laughs> Warner Brothers. So yes, no to three-hour runtimes unless absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yes to intermissions, especially on movies that have clear intermission points. Sure. Yeah. Just yeah. Just edit that into your movie. Mm-hmm. Put that in there. Mm-hmm. You go out. You get a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. Get a little soda, you come back, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You sit down, you watch the second part of this movie. That's a fantastic idea. Right. Have you ever seen a movie where they did that? Um, not in not in the theater, but there's some older movies that still have that intermission cut in in certain versions of it. Um, I saw one modern movie that did that. Oh, a modern movie. Yes. Okay. It was Hateful Eight by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, interesting. Okay. He definitely needed to do that. Mm-hmm. That movie was rough and brutal. Mm-hmm. And so having that space to kind of decompress on this, that was one of the first. That was, I think that was like two hours and 50 minutes. Okay. Nobody talked in the, <laughs> in the auditorium. <laughs> Everybody was just kind of like. Just silent. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see Hateful Eight? I have not seen that, no. Uh, I don't know if I can recommend it. Okay. That yeah, was kind of brutal. Okay. Lower tier Tarantino. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to two hour and 45 minute run times. Not just say no, (laughs) but shout out to intermissions, especially like me. You know, I like to have a beer sometime. Right. They probably don't want people drinking, crushing them down, but you're not drinking a whole bunch of beers at the movie theaters at $9.30. 
thirteen dollars right. a pop anyway. Right. So if you really like, if you gave people a reason to spend their money, mm-hmm. if you have like this runtime, you maybe yeah. show some better previews mm-hmm. instead of showing three fourths of the movie. <laughs> right. In like <laughs> rapid succession. Mm-hmm. Maybe just show like a combo trailer of like these are the Disney movies coming out, boom, boom, boom. boom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. These are the A twenty four movies coming out, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Maybe have like a short film. Show us some of these shorts that these mm-hmm. people are making in their different universities mm-hmm. and their films, and give us a little bit more reason to come out. You know, maybe it's people's friends. Mm-hmm. You know, and this attached to this movie yeah. or that movie. Give them a little break at halftime. Cut the concessions in half. <laughs> definitely subsidize these concessions, man. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, we talked about before that we spend more money at the drive-in because they're uh, <laughs> the, food the, the food is is reasonably priced, reasonable and tasty. Might even be better than reasonably priced. It is. So. <laughs> you know, those those funnel cake fries. It just opened. It just opened back. Oh, really? This okay. This week. Okay. I'll have to start paying attention to that. I'll show What's... a Batman on one screen by itself. And I no, won't even no, one. no second feature. No <laughs> second just feature. Just one. Just Batman. Yeah. But see, but that's the thing is that it seems like every, like, it used to be just a few movies, you know, every year. Maybe one movie that was going to be, you know, the two and a half, three hour movie. But this year, it was like every movie was two and a half hours long. All the MCU movies, yeah. foreign films, mm-hmm. the dramas. Yeah. Uh, the Harder They Fall was Nightmare like Al- yeah. two hours and 20 minutes. Yep. <laughs> it felt like it was Nightmare Alley 245. Uh, uh, West Side Story, Licorice Pizza, King Richard, uh, Drive D- My Car, of course, Dune. Don't Look Up, Dune, The Power of the Dog. Not in the theaters, but... Hold up. How long was Don't Look Up? I mean, it was... It was more than two hours. It might not have been. It might not have been two and a half, but it was pretty long. I yes. mean, it was. It was I, definitely it, more than two hours. It was, it, it was definitely more than like two twenty. Especially since it had um, the post credit scenes, which were a waste. Yeah, like, the I agree. It's actually silly. Oh, okay, okay, you know, okay. Like, I it, was gonna say I. I wish that we. Impact. I wish the, that we hadn't stayed for the. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. took away from the impact of the, the, the actual like, ending of the movie. Into the yeah. Yeah. It it, it really. Sucked yeah. the oxygen out of that movie. Stop making these two hour and 45 minute plus movies, but catch you on the flip. All right. It's always a pleasure to have Libby B in the lab talking movies and we are not done yet. Going to come back with the next episode, talk about the 10 Best Picture nominees, which got overshadowed by all the shenanigans, but some really good ones, some really cool thoughts. Check them out. A lot of them on HBO Max, some on Netflix. Yo, give us a listen. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hitting subscribe. And we'll be back on the flip. Peace. (laughs) 